This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Tonight, the world is watching as Ukraine braces for a full-scale invasion of Russian troops as we may be hours away from the beginning of the bloodiest conflict in Europe since World War II. There will be suffering, there will be sacrifice, and all of that must and should be laid at his feet. The Pentagon warning almost all of Putin's 190,000 troops are in combat-ready positions as Ukraine declares a state of emergency and the U.S. moves reinforcements into the region. Plus our interview with the Secretary of State and tensions overseas lead the Dow to close at its lowest level of the year. Winter hazards, snow, ice, and high winds cause flight cancellations nationwide. We're tracking the storm. Target lifts its mask mandate. Shoppers and employees no longer need to cover their faces in the superstore. Long COVID, the scary link between the coronavirus and heart problems like stroke and heart attacks. Honoring our heroes. Tonight we visit the Pentagon to find out why so many veterans have trouble finding a job after serving our country and the organization trying to help. That was great. And Byron Allen, the media mogul's bid to become the NFL's first black majority team owner. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with much of the world on high alert, waiting and dreading that Vladimir Putin and his Russian forces are ready to conduct a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Up to 190,000 Russian troops are assembled around Ukraine's border, and almost all of them are in attack positions. Ukraine has declared a state of emergency and called up military reservists. The Kremlin today said rebel leaders in eastern Ukraine have asked Russia for military assistance to fend off Ukrainian aggression. And the fear is that Russia will use this as a pretext for direct military involvement in eastern Ukraine. 
There's also new satellite images today that show heavily armed Russian troops on the move, less than 10 miles from the Ukrainian border. The tensions sending stocks into another nosedive today with the Dow at its lowest level of the year. We'll have CBS's Holly Williams from the front lines in a moment. But first, let's go to CBS's Charlie Daggett in Ukraine's capital of Kiev. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. Once again, there have been a number of cyber attacks here tonight targeting banks and the foreign ministry. The fear has always been that would be the first sign of a military invasion, only adding to the tensions here. That nationwide state of emergency already went into effect at midnight here. Police are now warning residents to be on alert in case of attack. The Ukrainian president's mobilization of reserve troops. Russia evacuating embassy staff in a hurry. The Kremlin says separatists have requested help to counter what they say is aggression from the Ukrainian military. A senior defense official telling CBS News that Russia's military is ready for a full-scale invasion, which could come as soon as tonight, including targeting the capital, Kyiv, itself. And that President Putin has assembled nearly 100% of the forces U.S. officials believe would be needed to launch an invasion. The U.S. believes more Russian troops are now entering the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine. We certainly believe that additional Russian military forces um, are moving into that region, not beyond that region that we have seen. Ukraine now looks and feels like a country bracing for a full-blown war. At a tank factory in Kyiv we visited today, they've been working overtime. Repairing tanks from frontline fighting, where Ukrainian forces have been battling Russian-backed separatists for years. These tanks and armored vehicles have already seen plenty of action, and they've got the battle scars to show it. Once here, they're turned around as quickly as possible. Against the Russian military, they need every weapon in the arsenal. They not only know the clock is ticking, they're fully aware this factory itself may be a target if Russia launches a full-scale invasion. The atmosphere here in Kyiv has changed tonight. Those recent developments, the fighting in the east, it's no longer a question of if, but when. And that may happen at any time. Nora. Charlie Daggett, thank you. And another signal that an invasion may be hours away, two key airports in eastern Ukraine are now closed. And as Ukraine prepares, school children in Kharkiv are getting survival lessons, including how to identify explosives and the importance of bulletproof vests, helmets and first aid. CBS's Holly Williams traveled to the front lines that was shelled earlier this week. This is Irina Yarmolenko, a factory worker filming herself. While her village was hit by shelling on Monday night and she hid deep in her basement. Irina survived. And in her village, around seven miles from the front line, they're cleaning up the mess and patching up their homes. Irina's apartment building is scarred with shrapnel, its windows blown out. Inside, it's barely livable. So you have no electricity, 
No heating. No windows. We're afraid. Only a fool wouldn't be afraid, she said. We don't know what's going to happen. Irina told us her son is serving in Ukraine's military as this country braces for a full-scale Russian invasion. But here in eastern Ukraine, where they've been fighting a war against Russian-backed separatists for nearly eight years, this week's already brought a deadly escalation in violence. U.S. officials say a Russian invasion could see up to 100,000 civilian casualties and millions of refugees. Nora. Holly Williams near Ukraine's border with Russia. Thank you. We want to bring in Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Mr. Secretary, thank you for joining us. The U.S. has been warning Ukraine that a full-scale invasion is imminent. The president's swift and severe sanctions have not deterred the Russians. So does that mean this was a failure of American diplomacy? Uh, to the contrary. First of all, diplomacy succeeded very effectively in bringing uh, the world together, the United States and Europe together, uh, in standing up to, uh, to Russian aggression. At the same time, we've made it clear that if Russia continues to escalate, if it engages in a full-scale invasion uh, of Ukraine uh, beyond what it's already doing, we'll escalate too. Uh, and I hope that uh, that knowledge uh, may still act as a deterrent. But if it doesn't, we've been clear that uh, Russia will face massive consequences for its actions, and it will. I wonder if it's too late. I mean, how can the world stand by and watch what could be the beginning of the bloodiest conflict in Europe since World War II? Well, we're not standing by and watching. To the contrary, uh, we've spent months building with allies and partners uh, these very significant consequences for Russia. Already, just yesterday, uh, Germany took off the table a major pipeline, an $11 billion project that Russia was counting on to be a cash cow for selling uh, energy to Europe. That is now off the table. That's something we've been working on for months. Uh, additional sanctions that are going to make it very hard for Russia to raise money around the world to finance its projects. If this goes forward, what we have on the table, unprecedented uh, sanctions, will have a severe impact. But Mr. Secretary, this is not stopping Vladimir Putin from a full-scale invasion. You were even estimating over 100,000 civilians dead. Why is the We're, world going to wait for this to happen? And do you believe Putin will stop at Ukraine? Again, we're not waiting. We're acting. We're acting in unison. We're acting swiftly. Uh, and we're doing everything we can to, uh, to deter him. And if it doesn't deter uh, Putin from further aggression in Ukraine, uh, there will be a very swift and severe response. This is a price that uh, Vladimir Putin and Russia will pay for a long, long time. Mr. Secretary, thank you for your time. Good to be with you. Well, back in this country tonight, tens of millions of Americans are under winter weather alerts. And the massive storm system forced the cancellation of more than 3,000 U.S. flights today and tomorrow. Let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from the Weather Channel's global headquarters. And Mike, the storm's hitting Texas especially hard, right? Well, that's right, Noah. We think Texas is right in the thick of it. It could be a winter wonderland in the morning, especially icy in places like Dallas and Fort Worth. We think ice happens through the night and through the morning tomorrow. Dallas and Fort Worth, maybe as far south as San Antonio and Austin, but really heavy ice overspreads across portions of Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Missouri. Could be damaging there, leading to trees coming down. Power outages could be plentiful. The whole storm on the move through the day on Thursday. A lot of rain goes all the way up through the Ohio Valley, but then some fairly heavy snow hits portions of the Midwest, Cleveland then extending right into the Northeast. Now, 
going into Friday, the tail end of the storm, some of the biggest snows yet really hitting hard across Pennsylvania, New York, and right through New England. Look at some of these totals for Friday. Some areas here where double-digit snows will be very likely. A place like Boston or Hartford, roughly a foot of snow coming in for us. The highest of elevations could pick up a foot and a half of snow. Hard to believe, nor we're talking about this kind of snow, considering temperatures today were pushing 70 in many locations. So we're going from spring-like weather right back to winter. Yeah, roller coaster. Mike Bettis, thank you. Well, more parts of the country are dropping indoor mask requirements. Soon only Hawaii will have a mandate. The nation's largest county, Los Angeles, has new guidance that will allow fully vaccinated people to remove their masks in indoor places like restaurants where they have to show proof. And in New York City, this is new. The mayor tonight is signaling he wants to get rid of the Big Apple's mask mandate altogether. And listen up, Target shoppers. The retail giant announced today it is dropping its mask mandates. Customers and employees won't be required to wear masks as long as local laws permit it. And tonight, a new study is highlighting a growing worry over the long-term effects from the coronavirus and how it leads to potentially dangerous heart problems. Here's CBS's Dr. Taryn Arula. Last year, after a COVID infection, Dr. Evelina Graver became a patient in her own heart program at Northwell Health. I literally felt like I just ran a marathon, that my heart was just racing. Good job! Good job! Dr. Graver is a marathon runner, but couldn't even make it up a flight of stairs. I decided to no longer play my own doctor and actually seek medical help. Craver had long-haul COVID. She was diagnosed with myocarditis or heart inflammation. Her heart was failing to pump normally. That must have been extremely scary to hear that your heart function had declined as a result of COVID. It was very scary because we know the risk with the myocarditis of sudden cardiac death. My first night was the scary one. All I kept on thinking to myself was, please, please let me just wake up in the morning. A large study from Washington University found in the year after getting COVID, patients were at increased risk for developing 20 cardiac problems, including stroke, heart attack, myocarditis and irregular heart rhythms. Even younger, healthier people were at risk, as were those who were not hospitalized for COVID. Do you worry that we're going to be seeing more and more cardiac problems down the road for millions of Americans that have been exposed and infected? I do. I think the fact that we are literally just beginning to scratch the surface of it all. Study authors estimate COVID infections have led to 3 million cases of heart disease in the U.S. Dr. Tara Narula, CBS News, New York. Turning now to an issue impacting our military. Every year, roughly 200,000 service members transition to civilian life, and many of them have trouble finding work. Only one in four U.S. veterans have a job lined up after leaving the armed forces. So in our series, Honoring Our Heroes, we wanted to take a look at the untapped resource of our troops in corporate America. Launching into a new career after the military is difficult even for a two-star general with decades of service like Dusty Schultz. How hard is that transition? It's pretty tough. Major General Schultz speaks multiple languages, but there's one she's still trying to learn. In the military, we have our own terminology. I work in the G357, and to most people, that doesn't mean much. Yeah, I don't know what that means. (laughs) But if I tell somebody, you know, I work in the operations center of the Army, that means a lot. Translating their skills to corporate language is only one of the issues service members face. What do you think will be the hardest part of transitioning to civilian life? Taking off the uniform, 
and um, realizing that I have a new uniform, a new purpose. Enter American Corporate Partners, an organization that works with veterans to find that purpose through a network of mentors. A study found 53% of veterans are unemployed for four months or longer after leaving the military. The ones we talk to cite a lack of resources, underemployment, and not having a four-year degree as some of the obstacles. I really thought that it was going to be a little bit easier to, to be able to find a job. The group helped First Sergeant Manny Morejon Reyes. He served over 20 years as an aviation senior leader. I concentrated my career on giving everything to the military. Most of uh, job descriptions do require you to have some sort of level of higher education. He says because he didn't have a four-year degree, his applications were overlooked before T-Mobile hired him as a human resources manager. Why should private corporations want to hire veterans? A lot of veterans have soft skills that most of corporate America takes years to attain. Uh, Loyalty, integrity, honesty, and a great work ethic. They have the discipline. Sometimes they have just these phenomenally exquisite skills. And why are we not harnessing that? Do you think the corporate world is waking up to that? Oh, yes. We still want to give the best of ourselves and to be part of something bigger than ourselves, as we've talked about, just being, being part of the team. The message is hire a veteran. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's some breaking news at a Houston shopping mall tonight. One sheriff's deputy has been shot as well as a suspect following an apparent struggle over the officer's weapon. Houston police can be seen with assault-style guns inside the mall looking for another possible suspect. The conditions of the injured officer and suspect are unknown. Two small convoys of truckers are headed for Washington to protest coronavirus restrictions. One group left from California this morning. They're planning to reach the nation's capital ahead of President Biden's State of the Union address next week. A smaller group departed from Scranton, Pennsylvania this morning and arrived in the Washington, D.C. area this afternoon. The Pentagon has approved the deployment of hundreds of unarmed National Guard forces to assist with possible disruptions. And check out this terrifying moment on a drawbridge near West Palm Beach, Florida. New video shows the deck of this bridge rising and catching the back of the car. Well, the car teeters for a bit and the driver considers jumping to safety before the car rolls forward. This incident actually happened in October. A few weeks ago, a woman fell to her death when a different Florida drawbridge opened as she was crossing it. The NFL has never had a black majority owner of a football team, but that could soon change. As part of our Black History Month series, CBS Sunday Morning's Lee Cowan caught up with one bidder, Byron Allen, who has more on his mind than just football. I started roller skating before I was walking. The man who wants to buy the Denver Broncos got his start at the Rollercade Roller Rink in Detroit at the age of five. This is the first time I saw what being an entrepreneur looks like. And it must have left an impression. It left a huge impression. His grandparents started it in 1955. They built it themselves. Make him feel welcome, would you? Byron Allen. And while Allen moved to L.A. and found fame as a teenager, appearing with Johnny Carson, hosting shows like Real People, 
The idea of a black-owned business never left him. When Barry Gordy sold Motown, I started crying. I started crying because I felt like we, as African Americans, we have to own something. We don't own anything. So, while still performing his stand-up, he quietly started collecting media outlets the way some collect baseball cards. In 2018, he paid $310 million cash for the Weather Channel, which has provided content to CBS News, among others. We have to correct the greatest trade deficit in America, which is the trade deficit between white corporate America and black America. He was the first black American to own a 24-hour mainstream cable news network, and perhaps he'll be the first black man to own an NFL team. That's a first down, but to Byron Allen, a real win is still a long way off. This is one America. This is everybody must succeed. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, everybody must succeed. Lee Cowan, CBS News, Los Angeles. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, the latest in our series, Eye on America, could a guaranteed income keep new mothers and their babies out of poverty? And if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in our nation's capital. Good night. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds, but none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.